The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Hello. Okay, the voice is working. Welcome to this moment. I almost missed it. As I was fading off, planning what I was going to say. But we're here. And that's all we ask of each other is that we're here. Lately, I've been uh, staring at paint chips. So uh, my husband and I have just uh, bought a condo and we want to do some things to it before we move in. And one of them is paint my office, which I find a very dull gray room. (laughs) Dark, right? So I think about paint chips and I want, and all the requirements that I want for the color of this room, right? I want it to be warm and neutral and soft and clean and light. And then, you know, you go through hundreds of paint chips, imagining that you're going to come up with the perfect color. There are all, all manner of modifiers for how you're going to create the perfect room and everything will be perfect. Some of these modifiers don't actually support one another. <laughs> that is, they're not consistent because, you know, we have all kinds of ideas for what we'd like to have. Who knew there were so many shades of white? There are an incredible number of shades of white. And there, there are lots of names for these colors. A bit of fawn is my, my current favorite. Not the color, the name. A bit of fawn, spelled F-A-W-N, like the small deer. <clears throat> We're not even to the point where we talk about the colors of the trim and who's going to paint it and... Uh, the quality of the paint, the type of the paint, how many coats. There are all kinds of conditions around painting a room. Many more conditions around our friends, our partners, where we live, what we eat. And all of these, all of these discussions about what, we, what, what makes us comfortable are based on a, a number of assumptions You know, we make hundreds of decisions before breakfast every morning. They're all manner of rituals that we have in our lives about what makes our life comfortable. I brush my teeth at this time. I have this amount of yogurt in the morning. I do this on my way to work. I travel this route on my way to work. Most of these things we don't think about. They just happen kind of automatically. No, well, I take my vitamins at this time, and, and everything gets lined up. And they're, they're rituals that we become very comfortable with. And so a form of normalization, since there's been a lot of chaos in my life lately, I've, normalization is what I'm describing, what I think I want. <laughs> Something that feels normal. This is just a view. This is a view. What's true is when things are not comfortable, I feel off kilter. I'm uncomfortable. It doesn't feel like it's right somehow. 
And we don't think about these, these rituals of life in the same way we don't think about who we choose to have around us either. We just sort of gravitate that way. This makes me feel comfortable. This feels right. This feels normal. This is how it should be. And we don't notice how much of that there is in our lives, how much of this is what is, this is, what is right is based on what feels comfortable to us. And these right choices become us. I become the woman that has to sit in this office that has the color of the... Yes, this is when I'm, this is when I'm most myself. When I'm with these people, I am most myself. And we have a view of what is right based on whether we're comfortable in that space. It isn't a matter of whether it's right or wrong, these assumptions we have, but whether we cling to those assumptions and describe them as being us whether we ascribe what makes us comfortable to what is right in the world. To realize what my assumptions are and what happens when my assumptions bump up against your assumptions. So, I've been living with my husband really a long time. You know, we've been... We've been together in a kitchen for over 35 years, 40 years, something like that. And I will tell you that we are very different in the kitchen. I tend to be a neatnik. You know, I have to have things arranged. I have to clean the drain before I start cooking dinner. Everything has to be where I can get to it. He's a much more chaotic person in the kitchen. So he doesn't care that things are lined up or placed And most of the time, this isn't a problem unless we're trying to cook together. And then, you know, we bump into each other. (laughs) Why is he washing dishes now? (laughs) I need the garbage disposal, right? Okay, so there are these things that happen, and we've grown to accommodate one another, actually, because what we recognize is we we have tendencies. I have tendencies toward... Uh, organization, and he has tendencies toward disorganization. But we're not wedded to these tendencies. We're wedded to each other. So the importance of my comfort with organization is definitely subservient to my ability to fix dinner with my husband. Really, it is not that important. Unless I'm really tired... (laughs) And then I, then I want everything to be really easy. And I notice that's what's happening. I'm activating this tendency, which is not the way I have to be or that he has to be. And we both accommodate one another because it's not that important. But you have to be aware of that going on to make the decision it's not that important. Otherwise, you just think, why is he irritating me? Why is she irritating me? It's not whether the idea is true or not. It's how tightly are we clinging to it. Whether it's better to cook where everything is organized or disorganized is truly irrelevant. But if you're holding on to it really strongly, 
you can create, create all sorts of conflict, especially in yourself. When you feel a sense of violation that results in anger arising, ill will, gnarly feelings, whose fault is that? Do you even have to think in terms of fault? Why can't it just be, oh, this is really irritating. I feel a lot of irritation here. I don't have to blame the other person, and I don't have to blame me. If I don't put too much importance on my view of the world, how I'm seeing, the direction I'm looking, the direction I'm looking, from the direction I'm looking, this is what's true, this is what's good, this is what's right. Have you ever found yourself arguing for a point of view and the argument gets more and more heated, more and more heated, and pretty soon you're wondering why you're fighting over this thing that is pretty much irrelevant to either of you. And you're locked in this struggle to be right. You're really trapped in it. One of the things that's been on my mind a lot is um, that there's a lot of talk in today's world about resistance. Resistance. We must resist these things that we don't agree with. And it's setting up a view that I'm only going to look here. This is what I'm going to look at. And it's a pushing away of everything that I'm not going to look at. But we don't actually think of it that way because we're really comfortable being reinforced in our sense of outrage. And we're not aware how much our own view is affecting how we feel about it. It doesn't have to do with apathy or not apathy. It does not have to do with whether the point of view is right or wrong, only that we recognize that there is a point of view to which we are attached and to ask ourselves, is this particular point of view, not the principle, is the point of view skillful or unskillful right now? What do I hope to gain? Am I holding on to it obsessively? Is it always true, what I think is true, under all circumstances? How, how much do I cling to it? How can I claim tolerance if I won't tolerate your point of view? So I, I return to my paint chips. On this day, this color is very pleasing. On that day, this color is not so pleasing. On this day, I'm feeling energetic. On that day, I'm feeling lazy. And those views are going to affect how I experience the world, how I experience what's around me, the people who are around me. We can stay in the room or we can leave the room. Seeing clearly how we are in the world helps us stay in the room.
and not leave the room for the world of concept. If this color is no longer available, am I devastated? Who do I think I am? How is it really here now in this room today? Now. Not who do I need to be? Who's here? Who's showing up? right here, right now. May you all experience being present here and see clearly, see clearly, all here. Thank you. Um, So it is noon, so I'm